Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspi. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is my sidekick, Bebop Robomogo Wanatron. Hi. That's it? That's all you're going to say? Expect a little more from my sidekick. Okay. So you're going to say more than just hi? Hello. Okay, Bebop, I don't know what's going on here. I feel like there's a lot of tension over me being the host of the show and you being the sidekick, which is strange because we've done over 200 episodes now. Correct. Correct that there's tension? Yes. Okay, and so now you're only giving me one-word answers? Uh-huh. Ha-ha! That's two words. What? No, it isn't. Yep. Uh and huh. Ridiculous. Okay, well, I don't know what would make you feel better. I do. Two words again? Okay, what is it? This catchphrase I found deep in the bowels of your email. Oh, okay, cool. From a listener? Yeah, it's from Layla Hernandez. Can I play it for you? Sure. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. It's, it's one of the best other than Bebop Tales. Bye. <laughs> okay, I see why you like it. Yeah, I needed the ego boost. Okay, well, thanks for that, Layla. I don't know if it's going to stick around. I loved it, but I'm not sure if that's going to be the catchphrase for the rest of the show. But let's get into today's episode, shall we? If you remember what happened in the last episode, Bunce had used his magic to inflate the planet he had shrunk, but it only managed to make the planet bigger and bigger. And the aliens who lived there remained hamster-sized. Even worse, the planet buzzed around the galaxy and came to a stop just outside the atmosphere of their enemies. Let's see what happens in today's episode of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Invisible Dirigible. Well, good. Maybe I did you a favor, said Bunce. Maybe you can all end this now that your enemies are coming this way. Sure, said the hamster. Except now we're teeny tiny and they are not. Finn looked at the sky and saw what looked like a giant warship coming toward them. Bunce, any chance you can blow this balloon away again? Bunce began murmuring some more magic, but Finn didn't have much confidence he'd be able to fix anything now. Finn turned to the leader of the hamster aliens. Okay, sir. What is that ship, and who's on board it? I don't recognize the ship, said the chief hamster. But this is the planet. Our kind has been at war with their kind for centuries. There has been a peace since I was born. But we've all heard the legends, and we all knew the war would resume again. So what are we dealing with here, said Abigail. What kind of aliens? They are a very tricky sort. The stories always told that they were highly intelligent and we were very strong, and that our might and their brains always clashed to an even battle. You don't look so tough to me, said Bunce. That's because you shrunk us, yelled the chief hamster. Just a few mere minutes ago, I would have crushed you like an overripe fruit with mold coming out of it. Okay, geez, said Bunce. You didn't have to add the moldy part. Finn, Abigail. It was Foggy, who had his eyes trained up to the skies. Do you see what I'm seeing? Finn looked up in the sky. The ship, which looked like a blimp he had once seen photos of from Earth, almost blinked in and out of view. 
It must be a trick of the atmosphere, said Bunce. I don't think so, said Foggy. Suddenly the ship was gone. They couldn't see it anymore. What just happened, said Finn. I don't know, said the chief hamster. They all looked at Bunce. Not me, said Bunce. I don't know the disappearing blimp spell. Maybe it's good news, said Foggy. Maybe they're gone. But as soon as they thought it, they realized it was definitely not good news. There was a loud bang up ahead, like the sound of a ship door opening, and they could hear boots on the ground. But they still couldn't see anybody. Who's there? cried the head hamster. Foggy suddenly fell back. Finn ran to him. Are you okay, Foggy? Yeah, it felt like I was pushed. Several of the small hamster aliens were lifted into the air and flew away from the group. <coughs> Finn felt a hand on his shoulder, but he turned and there was no one there. The hand pushed and he was spun quickly back to the ground. He wasn't hurt, but he was confused. What is this? He yelled. Who's there? <laughs> a voice laughed. It sounded like it was right next to Finn, but it came from the thin air. So these are our mighty enemies, the ones our elders have warned us about our whole lives. They're nothing but a few children and some fuzzy-wuzzy little house pets. One of the hamsters growled at this, but he didn't know where to turn his anger. And here, we brought our invisible dirigible to finally end the war. But really, maybe I should have just brought a little wheel for you to run around in. Who are you and where are you? said the chief hamster. You know who we are, of course. Need I remind you that you're the ones who brought your entire planet into our little quadrant of the galaxy. But what you didn't expect is that we have perfected numerous advanced technologies and that we can now make ourselves invisible. In fact, we can make anything invisible just about, like that robot over there. Finn turned to Foggy and suddenly he disappeared. Foggy! shouted Finn. I'm here, Finn, said Foggy. This is weird. How fitting that you are so tiny, said the voice. We brought one of our cages here for you, and now you will all fit inside. Finn didn't bother to test it, but the hamster sure did, and he watched as a dozen of them ran straight into an invisible wall. You don't seem so tough yourselves, muttered Bunce. What was that? I said you don't seem so tough yourselves. Bunce stood up. And who are you? I'm the leader here, said Bunt. Is this true? said the voice. Is this whiny man your leader? Does he speak for everyone here? No. Yes. No. I am the great wizard Bunce, and I advise you to hop in your little blimp and go back to where you came from. A wizard? <laughs> Please. Magic is obsolete compared to our technology. That's what everyone thinks, said Bunce. But magic is timeless. Magic is eternal. Magic is here! Bunce shouted a spell and threw his hands into the air. A tiny bird sprouted from his finger, flew up, bonked its beak on the invisible cage, and landed at his feet. I see now, said the voice. How could our technology ever compete with that? Then try this. Bunce flung a hand toward the sound of the voice, and a feather fell from his palm and floated softly slowly, to the ground. Okay, that's enough, said the voice. This is getting embarrassing. We're going to take you onto our dirigible and put you in a proper prison down on our planet. That is, unless you have any other horrifying bird-related spells you want to cast on us. Bunce smiled. 
Just one. He pointed at the bird and shouted. The feather floated up and attached to the bird, and the bird streaked forward, past where the cage would have been. Impossible, shouted the voice. The bird took a sharp turn toward the voice and flew like a jet plane, and suddenly, the invisibility was gone. Whatever the aliens were using, it was all gone now, and they could be seen, and they looked like snails, snails the size of basketballs, and they wore strange aprons over the front of their bodies. Ah! Our invisibility! You can see us! Finn now saw which alien had been talking to them. Yeah, said Finn. You definitely are less scary now that we can see you. And you can see our underwear! How humiliating! What? laughed Abigail. That's what those apron things are? Why are you wearing your underwear? Because the invisibility didn't work on our armor, I said almost everything we can turn invisible. I don't know, we haven't been able to figure out how to do it with our armor yet, and we weren't going to come here naked, were we? Thank you for that, said Finn. Ah, we must go. To the no longer invisible dirigible. The snails all, very slowly, dragged themselves to the blimp, their underwear dragging on the dirt behind them. Yeah, get out of here, you weirdos, shouted the chief hamster. Wearing underwear in public, write this one down so your grandkids are proud of their elders. Once the snails were gone, Bunce managed to get the hamster's planet back in its own orbit, and the explorers all said their goodbyes. Bunce, you never did make those aliens the right size, said Finn. Well, I figured out how to do it. I just didn't want to do it while we were still on the planet. Why not, said Abigail. Because... They all looked down. The hamsters, which were now back to their normal size, were about three times the size of grizzly bears. That's why, said Bunce. I didn't want to be the guy who messed up their planet when suddenly they were back to being gigantic monsters. Good call, said Finn. Finn Caspian, did you just say something nice to me? asked Bunce. No, said Finn, definitely not. Well, get used to it, said Bunce, because we're best friends now, and we have one more stop before we get back to the magic planet. What? No, said Finn. All right, so the explorers have returned the planet to where it's supposed to be. They've returned it to the right size. They've returned the hamsters back to their gigantic bear size and they have settled the war between the planets at least for now not a bad day for the explorers but what is this pit stop that Bunce is talking about they're gonna make one more stop before they get to the magic planet I don't like the sound of that we'll see what happens in the next episode so I shall see you next week Thanks again for coming back and enjoying the show with us. The Alien Adventures of Fincast Music, Gen Z Kids production, written and produced by John the Messenger, edited and got it by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Our intern is, of course, Emerson Messenger. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. 
We are a part of Gen Z Media. For more great shows for your family, go to gzmshows.com and find anything your heart desires. All right. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Uh-huh. If I say it fast enough, it's one word. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wore winter boots every day for two years. I hate climbing trees. I'm Deborah Goldstein, host of the podcast The Big Fib, and half of those statements were indeed fibs. <laughs> on every episode of The Big Fib, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert and the other is a liar. And it's the job of our human child contestant to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. We've had episodes on everything from Minecraft to mythology and from Lego to libraries. Join me and my robot co-host Lisa on The Big Fib on Apple Podcasts or on gzmshows.com.